Welcome to Tent Talk, the podcast with Nancy McCrady, where we talk about life under the big tent of God's presence and the provoking process of discipleship. Here we go. Hey everybody, welcome to Tent Talk. This is Nancy McCrady. Listen to these fresh episodes of Summer Shorts, and I pray that they will be encouraging to you in these very important days. Remember, we must stay on His calendar, even in the midst of being on man's calendar. I know it's summer. I know it's very easy to relax our grip, but we must allow Him to speak to us and stay with Him in what He is doing. For the days ahead, my friends, I pray you may be on vacation, but not vacation from Him and His preparation inside of you. Let Him love you today. And I pray these summer shorts episodes will encourage you. This may seem like a strange thing to share because so many uh, people do not know the the distinction between the power of sin and sin. Meaning, power of sin, which is a noun, it is a power, though absolutely dealt with by the death of Jesus on the cross, it is still a present power within the body. It's not in your spirit It's not your nature. You have zero relationship with it officially as a born-again believer. But so much of our life as Christians is still entangled and enmeshed with this power of sin that is still present but does not have to be functioning and operative. Its only real mode of operation is to deceive. It's a deceptive, delusional power because it has to deceive and delude to be able to gain access in the life of a believer. Now, sin as a verb is what breaks out whether you do good or evil, separate, independent from the Godhead, um, you know, that is a verb, an action that springs forth once this power is allowed to operate. And many times we do not even realize that that's what's operating. Because it comes to deceive by such familiar means and ways. So sometimes you can be pretty deep in it before you realize, hold up, that's not even me. You see, my friends, if you are no longer a sinner, if, if it is no longer your nature then any operation of it, you see, is not springing from you. Therefore, you have no obligation whatsoever to follow it, agree with it, to allow it to operate through you. So this requires a deep work of Holy Spirit. 
the true person and power of the Godhead. So this may seem strange to say, but sin is the power that the enemy wields as a weapon. Sin as a power, someone once said, is the false Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, the promise of our Father, the Spirit of Christ himself, so pure, powerful, Spirit of truth, speaks to us, leads us, counsels us, comforts us, interprets and translates everything for us, makes everything real inside of us. Holy Spirit is the one of the Godhead who does all of that. So if you flip that, the counterfeit of that is this power known as sin that is the lying spirit. It's not the spirit of truth. It lies. It wants to continue to interpret and translate everything for you and tell you what everything is. It wants to enable you to remain living in this alien way of life known as sin. See, for too long, we've just kept it as sin is this behavior that I need to get rid of rather than a power that I have already been severed from. And since I am no longer one with sin in any way whatsoever, then anything evil generating within me, thoughts, feelings, any of that, I have to realize, wait a minute, that's not of me. I have zero obligation to follow that. But let me just tell you, my friends, from a lot of personal experience, that stuff can be so familiar to you that you begin to think and that this is you. You own it. You start acting upon it. Then maybe you start feeling condemned over it. You hide it. You isolate. It's just ripping through your guts like, like a train. And then, of course, when it's done with you and you've embarrassed yourself, humiliated yourself, right? You've acted upon these things. You've maybe blown up in your ego, whatever way it may show itself. And then when it's done with you and it leaves you, you're like, what the heck just happened? What was that? I can't believe I just did that. I can't believe I was thinking that. I can't believe I just took that action. And then, of course, your authority as the believer takes a back seat because now you've got to spend all your time repenting, spend all your time apologizing, spend all your time condemned, spend all your time trying harder to come up out of it and feel worthy again. I don't know if you notice this cycle, but this is an unbelievable part of the body of Christ, what we do on a daily basis. And it must stop. It must For it to stop, though, by the personal freedom of each person, meaning that you see it and you have to put a stop to its operations and functions within yourself, it has to be exposed. You have to see it, not just, oh, yes, I heard that teaching on it, and I give mental assent and agreement to that. No, Holy Spirit needs to show you the sin operating as a power within you, not just after the fact you feel badly that you 
sinned as a verb. And what that means is that you handled life independent from the Father. That's really what sin is. I met my need independent from Him. I handled my anger independent from Him. Uh, I took my life in my own hands. You know, I'm the captain of my own destiny, right? All this kind of stuff, whether good or evil, negative or positive. And Holy Spirit is going to be faithful to show the sons this power that is trying to operate illegally inside. But you see, when we don't see it, we don't realize it's something separate from us. So we think it's us. Whether it whispers to us in temptation to do evil, or it whispers to seduce us to say, wow, look how good I'm doing. Wow, look how great, you know. Man, I really handled that. Awesome. See, it will offer up to you good or evil. But my friends, if you're no longer a sinner, you understand you don't have any relationship with that thing whatsoever. But for you to know that, truly know that, Holy Spirit is going to expose it to you. So I pray, I'm praying this for you, because it is coming very powerfully to seduce the sons away. This is what Paul said in 2 Corinthians 11, 1 through 4. There weren't many things that Paul feared, but he said, I fear that the same cunning in the mind that happened with Eve in the garden is about to seduce you away from a pure and simple devotion to Jesus. So basically, he was saying, I fear that the same thing that happened in the garden is about to happen in the church. There's a seducing away. Different gospel, different spirit, different Jesus. It's pretty powerful verses there in 2 Corinthians 11. And Paul is partnering with Holy Spirit to see that seducing power. It's also spoken of in Hebrews 3.13, spoken of in many different places. He said, I, I, I see it working. It's drawing people away. It's taking people out. And I want to see it exposed so that we may abide and cling and lean on and rely upon and trust only in the life of Christ within us and the person of Holy Spirit who makes it all operative. You see, Holy Spirit is so needed by the sons right now, so needed. So maybe read Romans eight thirteen and 14 today. This is... Not some dignified three points and a poem teaching, you see. I'm putting you on alert. I'm putting you on alert, precious sons of God, my my people, my brethren. <laughs> Don't be outwitted. The devil can't do just anything he wants. He has to find things in us that are unjudged, uncrucified, unknown, unaddressed, 
unresolved, un, 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 right? Hmm? So that he can quietly function under the radar and nobody even knows what's happening. So, will you think on this? Until next time, love you all. For more information on Nancy, please visit nancymccrady.com or follow her on social media at nbmccrady.com.